BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. who are not like old Japanese movies with a dubbing. Yeah, synced a little. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, mm, that's not what they're saying. Well, I guess that's a bad example because you obviously know. Well, you can even see it. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. like that, how it goes. But anyway, yeah, Jason, we're up. We're live, bro. Thanks for being here. Cheers, man. Cheers, dude. So, uh, oh, yeah. I guess you, wait, should, should you introduce yourself or something? I usually don't like doing introductions and shit like that, but if, I can do my like formal introduction. It's um, like, you know, my, my networking thing, you know, you can just give like a quick background. So people just know that who you are, I guess you don't have to give them the full deep dive because we'll get into all that bullshit, but all right. Um, Jason Bielski, I'm a PhD student at Virginia tech, um, studying, uh, entomology. Nice. Um, that's the big one, you know. That's my that's my big one. We can go from there. Um, crossfitter, crossfitter for almost two years. Nice. Um, don't have much under my belt other than that. Okay, that's fine. But, <laughs> but for those who are listening and watching, like that's how Jason and I know each other through CrossFit. Yeah, yeah. Linked up, started throwing down. Um, Jason's got really serious into it now. I guess. Basically taking a full deep dive, right? Deep dive. I <laughs> yeah. drank the Kool-Aid, as yeah, one could say. <laughs> so, um, okay, should we go back and just to give him like what got you to CrossFit? Like maybe we go over there? Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Like, um, or even with your PhD too, like why did you start? And maybe for people who don't know what entomology is too. Okay, well, yeah. we'll roll it back a little bit. Okay, we'll yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, um, entomology uh, is the study of insects, okay. like, pretty basically. Uh, and I kind of got into that in Pennsylvania when I was doing my undergrad. And uh, my one professor uh, kind of gave me a research opportunity to study the invasive insect, the spotted lanternfly. I was like, okay, I'd, why not? Like, it's an opportunity to study something, get some research, maybe a publication. That'd be kind of yeah. cool yeah. to get in my undergrad. So I did that, went off to a conference and won like the, the top prize for my presentation. 
Okay. So like, oh, like, okay. Okay. Fancy. So I had an undergrad, like award-winning thing. Like that's pretty good. Sure. So then after I did that, I worked in a, as in like agricultural research for a little bit. Did a lot more entomology, more research on that same insect, the spotted lanternfly. And kind of one thing led to another. And I met my advisor now at Virginia Tech. He offered me a full ride uh, and oh. a stipend as like a research assistant. So I make like 27K a year as a student. And then my like tuition is covered. I've got to pay like, you know, other little things here and there. But it's it's pretty much a full ride uh, to Virginia Tech. I started as a master studying the management of spotted lanternfly. Mm-hmm. And then after like two years of that, I converted to a PhD. So I'm like in the middle of that about like a year, year and a half away from finishing out the PhD. So then I'll be Dr. Jason Bielski, hopefully eventually. No big deal. So about like halfway into the, the master's program, I like started getting a little, well, not halfway into the math. It was about two years into the program in general. I started getting like super burnt out, like, mm. and like really no energy. Uh, my relationship wasn't doing too hot. I was like, I think I need to like start exercising again, maybe get like more routine structure in my life. And I happened to live like a, literally a quarter <laughs> block away from the CrossFit gym in Radford. So I was like, okay, I used to do CrossFit like a little bit when I was younger. I'll get into that again, maybe give it a shot. I went and pretty much started right away. And it was like three days a week and four or five days a week. And I was like, man, I'm feeling like mentally clear, like physically great. My energy level was good. My sleeping was good. Like I felt like I was clearing out my brain a little bit, but I was like still drinking. And I kind of picked up drinking really heavily in my undergrad, like, uh, had a little bit of trouble like in in like with the law a little bit and okay. then um <laughs> kind of had a moment where i was like i need to like really straighten things out so that was like the moment i was like all right i'm gonna start hitting the gym really hard and make this something to like channel some of this like negative energy i have yeah. and like like one thing led to another and i started just going more and more it's like instead of five days a week i would put in like some extra time on like tuesdays thursdays and nice um and then like my relationship like ended, my fiance and I for like seven years had been together and we broke up. I was like, okay, well, I'm single now. I have nothing else to do. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to start like really hitting the gym, like really hard. And this was around the time we had a competition coming up. So I was like, I'm going to start training, get ready for this competition. This Greensboro. Yeah. The okay. war of the wads. Yep. So Steve and I, my partner, Shout we, out Steve. Shout out Steve. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, Steve. Steve, bro. But he and I, um, we did scaled in the the like work or the competition, but ended up placing fifth. So I was like, wow, okay. Like uh fifth is pretty good for my first competition. Like, yeah. like I'm pretty happy with that. And I was like, I definitely could have done the RX version and placed at least like in the bottom 10%. Sure. Like, and I was like, okay, I'm done doing scaled workout, like scaled competitions. I'm not doing that anymore. And I'm going to spend the next year like going hard and trying to be like an RX level competitive athlete. And so that's kind of where I'm like at halfway in like a year, almost half of a year yeah. away from that of like going really freaking hard at it and also trying to finish the PhD and kind of juggle those things around. So yeah. it's kind of little background yeah dude that's a lot man so let's let's go back a little bit dude and so you you said you picked up drinking pretty heavily in your undergrad 
Yeah. I mean, is this just this cause you were partying or was this a college thing? Or it was, just- yeah, it was, it was partying college. You know, one of the best and worst advices a professor gave me, it was an ecology professor and he was a hoot and a half, but he would, he would always say, write drunk and edit sober. And I think I took that like, so like write the bulk of the paper, just get like, maybe have a drink have another drink and keep just keep going until you either can't write anymore or you fall asleep, whatever it is. Yeah. And then the next day or two, while you're sober, edit it out. Like take all that BS and fluff and make the paper or whatever you're writing legible and like, but when you're intoxicated, usually you can do some of your like most creative thinking, which is unfortunate and good, I guess. Mm-hmm. So I took that to heart, like really took that to heart. And I think for once I heard that, so I was probably a sophomore in my undergrad until I was like two years into my master's, I took that to like heart and no, I did every single bit of writing, like just not just a little drunk, like smacked like, until like three, four in the morning, writing out papers, <laughs> staying up all night, becoming sober and then editing it like at as, like, as I was getting sober sure. and. That kind of like I got to a point where I was like, I don't think that this is sustainable. <laughs> like this is not a good like pattern. Like maybe one drink is fine, but like yeah. I was t- I took it way too to heart, and then it became like every bit of writing I had to drink or like everything I needed to do like became very com- habitual. Yeah, sounds like behind a computer yeah. or like just in my day to day, it like became like a beer was like a casual beer or three or five or like. So it just it just became like way overindulgence, and um, then uh, I had a brush in with the law, and it, that that was the moment I was like, I, I quit drinking for almost a year. Then, kind of thought about things quite a bit, mm. and I never really had the intention of like quitting drinking permanently. Yeah. I wanted to be more of like a this kind of a thing, you know, like yeah. event wise. Sure. Like, and that's kind of what it is now turned into. It's uh, more, I don't write drunk at all or anything. And yeah. uh, needless to say, my I actually have really struggled to like write more now because I used to do it in a completely different state of mind. So now it's like really difficult to get your mind back into back like, hey, into, being sober writing. But yeah, but the writing is so much better. It's like a lot better. Yeah. More quality. So who wrote Cujo? Stephen King? Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever hear this? Like, fun fact that he wrote Stephen King, or he wrote Cujo completely on cocaine and alcohol. <laughs> Doesn't even remember writing it. That makes sense. Yeah. Like, reading it. But, I mean, there's, I can't remember. I mean, there has been a couple of studies, though, and uh, talking about how, like, when you said, like, it opens up your mind creativity. Yeah. And, like, just subjectively speaking, for me, that when I drink and, like, if I'm doing some type of work like that, or if even podcasting or editing something, or I've noticed my mind goes, into different areas than I would sober. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and it's like, man, that was, man I think it's hitting. more of like the it's mental barriers. Like you, you're more reserved when you're in your sober state of mind. Well, I agree. And those like come down and for like writing scientifically, it's like, that's really helpful. You get some of that creativity and ins- inspiration that you typically wouldn't have. Oh my God. <laughs> 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 you're done. <laughs> usually, usually I hide that ball, but sorry, sorry Rocky. Um, but yeah, I mean, to your point though, and also Neil, you know who Neil deGrasse Tyson is? Yeah. Yeah, he talked about this too, is that he used to write papers in college just drinking wine and stuff and that he thought his papers were actually really awesome writing in that way. But 
he found out when he woke up the next morning or whatever and read them. He was like, oh, that really it's wasn't garbage. garbage. Yeah, it's garbage. But I mean, but when you edit them sober, though, I mean, because I think there is some good points to that because I feel like would my mind or myself would have wrote that without alcohol being involved or whatever vice you have. Yeah. But then if you edit it, like, okay, it's cool. No big deal. But sometimes, because like I said earlier that, I don't, <sighs> hey, I don't think my, some of my thoughts that come out, I was like, that was a pretty good thought. I don't think I would have had that. Just sitting around being sober yeah and it's or maybe it was in there and it just couldn't get it out it's conflicting for me but i have like told myself i won't like drink anymore and write and like no i'm gonna be so you found you you found yourself like this is like you just said professional about it like you're it's better now that yeah if you just write sober and edit sober yeah it's a much better strategy long term yeah um well then alcohol is is it more like a treat for you now rather than just trying to like make it a what is a work kind of thing i guess is that what is that is that the right thing i'm trying to say yeah it's just having a balance you know there you like go. having that's a good balance in your life that's the big big one which so is, you can enjoy it now rather than just drinking just to get drunk it, maybe it, it, yeah i was yeah <laughs> yeah yeah for lack of better words yeah <laughs> I, but i would say i've like kind of replaced it with like the gym and crossfit like in a, in a way like i have a really addictive personality ah. really really addictive personality and it, it's like ever since i was a kid i'll like when I get into something, it's like you go all in. I I can't like just be I at something. It's like I'm gonna if I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it. And like you can see that with my like CrossFit sure. performance. I've it's, been noticing. I, I I can't not like prevent myself from doing it. But it was the same with like drinking. Like even if it was just with a group of like three or four people or by myself, it's like how much can you drink? Like you got to drink everyone under the table. Uh-huh. Kind of. It's like I'm making it a competition. I've got to be the best at the everything. And it's like, it doesn't have to be like that. Yeah. Like everything doesn't have to be like that. Moderation is like really the key hey, it's, there. It's actually not bad, right? No, the, I was never really taught how to drink. So like to your point there that I started drinking in high school and, you know, my parents, they didn't mind buying us. Like I remember my stepdad would go get a bottle of Jack or whatever. He's like, hey, yeah, if I don't care what y'all do, just stay here. That's yeah. all here. Give me your keys or whatever. And, and but that was cool for us. Me, and my parents, my, my parents, my friends would sit in my parents' basement and just like, oh yeah, we're getting hammered right yeah. now. But then it would turn into like shots and how much can you drink? And but it really wasn't just enjoying a drink or whatever. It was like just how much can you a drink? Challenge. Yeah, yeah and was- you know and it progressed just like into college as far as like playing beer pong and just having like competitive friends too. It's like I mean we got to finish this bottle tonight. It's like Chug- you already half yeah. blacked out. You're like yeah I ain't no pussy. I can't- chugging beers. <laughs> yeah. like, literally me and my one buddy. He's my roommate now. Um, we both went on the sobriety thing together. Nice. Um, but when back in like our undergrad, we would literally be playing video games blackout, and he he, he would pass out at the computer like we would be that intoxicated yep. you know like li- literally middle of a game i'm smacking him wake up man wake up like what like what yeah no we used to do the same thing we'd play it's like we'd all get together and it was rather either playing beer pong or we'd play gears of war and like every time you die you gotta take a shot or like you know chug a beer or whatever yeah. and like that i guess like you were just saying associating you know right drunk and edit sober like we're all together we're all playing games we all have nothing to do tomorrow just all get hammered or whatever mm-hmm. who cares about how much we're drinking but also like i didn't know you know what it could or could not be doing to my body or i didn't also like i i was not like you with the addictive personality maybe that's what i get like i just didn't care what i did except mm-hmm. like oh i'm living here for this moment right now this is fun like i don't care what my future is going to be like just keep drinking it, I, for, I think everything i've done it's been super like addict like even grad school like i was like if you met me when i first started my master's degree and i've talked to a couple of like uh other 
other students I've like that have known me since then. And they've been like, you've changed, like not like even physically, but like mentally, mentally you've changed a lot since you started. You were a very gung ho master student. You were like, I'm going to be like, I'm going to do this, that, and this. And like, I know exactly what my like plan is. And like, and it, that's, it's changed a lot since then. I don't know where I was going with that per se, but that's fine. That's what I do on here all the time. I mean, I always start talking, then I kind of go off on little tangents and rambles. And like, what was I talking about? I don't know. Who cares? But yeah, man. But I mean, it's good. Like, you know, cause you found like, well, Oh, it was the addictive personality. That's what, but yeah. I was like, I was like super addicted to like my career path, like at that moment in time. And like, as I've changed, so is like that obsession. It's now shifted like to fitness and, um, I grow cannabis too. So it's shifted like fitness and growing cannabis. And that's about it. Like that's, and trying to finish my master or my no. PhD in the mean, like kind of juggling it. You yeah. Know? There's like, those are your like morals or values or whatever you want to say, like right now, because my obsessions. Yeah, there say, you yeah, go. That's good. Yeah. That's, that's a good word, or hobby, whatever. That's a good way to I put it. I think hobby's not even the right word. Maybe with the cannabis, it's a hobby. Okay. That's about like four hours a week. I found a really good like balance a passion, with that. like you found a but passion. But it's a passion. There we go. Sure. That's what I'm trying to get at. Because yeah. you know, like ten years ago, like I wasn't the same person, and you probably you weren't either. Obviously, no and way. Then, like and no now, way. it's just like these last what? Would you say two or three years of just doing CrossFit and stuff, and like how much you progress mentally and physically, and just wow, man! Like you're not the same person you were two years ago. I, and it's it's actually crazy the amount like it's not even just CrossFit per se, like the name CrossFit, it, like just fitness in general, and the the amount that I've done and like. I keep doing has like changed me physically, mentally, spiritually, like in almost every way possible. And like, I hate to like harper on it, but like my fiance said that like ex fiance said that, like, as we were breaking up, she's like, you've changed a lot in the last year. And like, I think she kind of meant it to be like, uh, like, I don't like the way you've changed, which is fine. You don't have to like, you don't have to accept like, like that. But I like, I value the person that i've become sure more than i was before but it's like you said people change over do you think years. and you don't have to answer this i guess if you don't want to but do you, do you think that she saw you kind of progressing and moving forward where she was kind of stagnant oh yeah and she was like almost like i don't know maybe jealous in a I, way i'd say resentment there's hey, a lot of resentment okay. like like wow he's because you know ultimately the goal is to like be a better person always like I'm especially sure. in a relationship too but like She's like, man, he's like said he's going to stop drinking and he's going to get fit and he's doing all the thing and still working on a PhD and like managing the household. And we got a dog at that time. So it was like juggling all these things that yeah. I was doing and like still maintaining like that healthy fitness and being more of a like, uh, what's the word? Mindful person too, like not only with myself, but with others, like, you know, golden rule as well, you know, kind of stuff. But like just being more mindful about everything because yeah. I wasn't in that like drunk state of mind all the time where I was just mentally clouded. I was able to like actually think about every decision I made, like, or that we made as like a group. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I just did that, but okay. But yeah, sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you on that. No, you're good. <laughs> um, it, it was a lot of resentment. Like once I started CrossFit and like to the time we ended up breaking up and, and I, it, I felt it like could feel it regularly. Like, I would go to the gym and like start looking good and she'd be like, kind of all negative about it. And she was negative about yeah, it? Yeah, very negative. Yeah. And that kind of like. Did you get self-conscious about it or whatever? Like she, you're worried about it just because like, hey, like I'm doing this, but 
you know, maybe you're trying to save the relationship and just, should I be doing this? I didn't, under, that I didn't understand it. Cause like I had quit drinking at that point and was like, I'm being a better me. I'm doing all the things that like we had talked about, like wanting to be better people and like mindful and spiritual happiness and being able to communicate better and just feeling good. And I was like, I'm doing all the things that I should be doing. Like, why are you giving, like, why yeah, are like you I'm, fighting me so hard on this? And yeah, it's not like you're out just like spending all your money and doing, you know, Coke all night until you whatever. Drinking, end up in, yeah, drinking till was, four in the morning. Yeah, like, like you're like, doing things that in most people's eyes are like, hey, this is what, you know, good people do and the strong people do. And just, you know, they go to point A to point B. They want to see themselves planning for their future rather than just being stagnant it's doing the same thing you know yeah and i like not not to say she wasn't she's working on a master's degree as well okay. and working like a uh, part-time as well so like she had a lot on her plate too but like it dude it definitely was a lot of resentment um but it like honestly dude it's worked out for the best for me like well, it seems since, like so that way like, man like i didn't realize how like much i had changed in the amount of time that we had known each other as well yeah and like i think she's still stuck in that like undergrad period of life like still feeling like i'm 21 22 like want to be that old like, kind of peter pan syndrome you don't want to grow up yet yeah and i was like 25 26 and i'm like i'm ready to start like building my career and becoming a actual adult and like yeah. doing adult things and having structure and routine and yeah. being healthy and like i was like i've always joked around i was like i want to live as long as physically human possible. I like know? it. That's not a joke. I, I agree with that. I'm like, trying to be a centurion. Like, yeah, I, I, wanna, I, I was like 100, 150. <laughs> put, Let's go, put, baby. Put a pig heart in me. I don't even care. <laughs> <laughs> but like, and then I was, look, pig, I was looking at the way we were living. And, <laughs> yeah, put a pig heart <laughs> yeah, in me. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. I was looking at the way we were living. And I was like, I, I can't, I'm not going to live till I'm 50. Like I have history of multiple cancer in my family, my my dad, his dad, his dad's dad were all alcoholics and died of cancer related to alcohol. It's sure. like, I can't like keep up with this current lifestyle and keep, yeah. I can't be happy this way. And so I, I honestly, since we broke up though, I've been like, ha I hate to say it, haven't been like more happy though. Like I didn't realize you I shouldn't could, hate to say it. I, mean, I, could, I didn't realize I could be happier than I was. I'm like a, not codependent person, but I do like really crave companionship. I think most humans do. I agree with that. And I still am like seeking it out. But like uh, in terms of like happiness though, man, it's like through the roof. Yeah. So it's been, a, it's been a like life changing past four years, really seven years, 10 years, but it's been really good. You know, it, does that make sense? It makes a hundred percent, dude, because, and cheers to that here. Cheers <laughs> to that, bro. I mean, it makes a hundred percent sense. That's because that's one of the things I like to say on here that is just people progressing and moving forward. And like, I know like I was kind of telling you earlier, we have these same conversations, but just when I see people bettering themselves, no matter if you're leaving people behind or whatever, you're kind of looking at for number one, that it's so good to see that and whether you have whatever it is you don't have to do crossfit and all that thing which is that's our thing or whatever obviously but yeah just making yourself a better person is making yourself one. number one that exactly was, statement right there and i think that's something i was like kind of beating around the bush on is i was not putting myself no. as number one for a long well long and, and being time. in that relationship and this you know i've had a few relationships in my life and obviously yeah, i'm still single <laughs> and all that but 
But that's kind of the thing is that, you know, I try to find that balance where, you know, should I be going, you know, doing better than her? Is she doing better than me? Am I upset about this? Can we grow together and make a huge kingdom? Are we, you know, what are we doing here? And just that is, I don't know. It never worked out the way I thought it would. And like, I, you know, not, I used to think I was like what you were saying, being codependent, but it seems like when I found out that I was doing pretty good on my own, that I was like, all right, well, I don't need, you know, random women in my life if it's not going to better do anything better for me right. or even like, you know, if it's going to take me down a level mentally and or physically. But yeah, I mean, I still seek it out like you're saying, but it's just like, now it's like, I'm okay. I'm doing better. I'm doing I good. Can, I'm I moving forward. I can exist. Yeah. I'm okay. Happy. Yeah. Like, you know, things are looking up, bro. Like, you know, let's go. But yeah, I mean, do I still want that? Yeah. But I think it's just, if you find like, I don't want to say a toxic person, but you know, it's like, you're just eating yourself in, from the inside out, just letting them get you down when mm -hmm. you're like, Cause it's just you're comfortable, I guess, and you're afraid yeah. of change, <laughs> mate. Yeah. Comfortable, yeah. yeah like, that's something that that yeah, you get comfy or afraid of change, and like change isn't inherently bad. It's good, right? Most it's of the time, very it's good. good. It's 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 challenge, you know, and challenging yourself is part of growing and learning how to be a better you, right? Mm. Hey, real quick, time out. Do you you still have your shoes on? Yeah. Okay, good. Just uh, should I not? No, no, no. That's fine. <laughs> but uh, no, I'm glad you do because. Uh, one of the dogs likes to eat shoes. Oh, okay. So I was like, and what sometimes if I don't see him, like, I'm like, he takes a shoe and runs. <laughs> I was like, these are some spiffy vans. So. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, so I didn't mean to interrupt you again. No, you're good. I want to watch out for your shoes. He's done it to a couple people. Like, hey, thanks for coming over, but I guess I owe you some shoes. <laughs> My dog just ate your shoes. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Sorry, bro. <laughs> but yeah, man, but it's just, um, yeah, that, um, that's one of my burdens in life too, as far as like relationships and stuff and just thinking about, where that's going and just because i'm always the guy just like hey you know uh where's uh where's bay at where's your girl like hey who'd you bring like i don't know i don't i'm good you know it's, it's just me yeah like it's just me man and, and it's always kind of been like that which you know kind of sucks at the same time but it's good at the same time too just because kind of what you just said being comfortable it's just like i don't have to worry about it yeah it's not yeah. added stress in my life that's no, you're hitting on hitting the nail on the head, <laughs> yeah man, man. like i've been there dude and um yeah no and it still kind of weirds me out and especially when people like like i'm always the guy now like when we go when i go to family get-togethers and stuff i used to be like hey when, when, when i'm having grandkids yeah you know, like hey you know who'd you bring home like oh, no grandma, grandma sorry I don't, she didn't come today it's, it's, uh, sorry it ain't happened yet me. for me yeah and so yeah and it sucks but but you know it's like well it's not that bad too at the same time but I'm not preaching like sitting on a high horse like everyone should be single. Or no, 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 no. By any means, but I'm just saying that that's my whole point, I guess. And I don't, I mean, I'm beating a dead horse now, but just don't, you know, just don't have somebody in your life just to bring you down or just because it's. Don't settle. It's a, yeah, there you go. Just don't yeah. settle because it's the saddest, what, the norm? The, like you can the probably, norm. you can probably, if you're not happy, you can be happy, right? That's. You if know. you're not happy, you can be happy. Yeah, that's a terrible saying. No, but, I was trying to make sure I heard it right. Yeah, you can definitely like. Don't settle it like, because you can always find something better. Well, Just do, be patient. Well, do you think like, you know, you were talking about growing cannabis and CrossFit and now like finishing your PhD. And like you said, like there were your obsessions and your passions. I mean, it's like, do you think, and this might be a blanket statement or whatever, but do you think that's what most people are missing in their lives? And that's why they just keep going with being comfortable. Just saying, Hey, just, uh, you know, I, I hate to, I, well, I'm going to bring it back to like my past experiences. Right. And, and with the relationship, that was a big resentment thing was 
I have these passions. Like I had, I started growing cannabis and really got into it. Like, and I had my passion of like entomology at the time. And I then started getting a passion for fitness. And it was like, that's, I think where some of the resentment was because she was also not happy with her career path yeah. and like, didn't like what she was doing for work and saw that I was like passionate about all of these things. And like friends and family and stuff too, I'm also passionate for it. But like those things, those three things like that I do specifically in my life, like she didn't have those. Yeah. So I think going back to your statement, yeah, that is like what can like lead to that. Like with people is not having Pat. It doesn't even have to be like a passion. Like I'm going to build my career about around it, but like I have something to look forward to in life. It's traveling or food or whatever it may be but some people just i feel like get so stagnant and like are okay with being just okay hmm. and i've never been that kind of a person i'm like i'm okay now but i could be better i agree and i i don't know if you're not <laughs> if you're not thriving you could be better right yeah yeah that's um that's what, when i look at people now and they tell me that you know, they don't have a passion or they, uh, if, uh, they're just okay. Just being okay. Which, you know, if you're happy, you're healthy, you know, ultimately like, I don't care what people do as long as you're not hurting yourself or hurting anyone else. Go do whatever. I don't oh, give yeah, a fuck. No, no judgment. Yeah. If you're, if you're happy in life and content, exactly. like, do you. But, I'm but not- sometimes, but sometimes when people are just like, you know, I don't, I'm good where I'm at. I was like, you don't want to, but you could be better. N- but, nothing. Yeah. Like, like, like then, I, then it kind of makes me think like, Am I, am I not thinking clearly? Like, why? Are, like, what am I missing? Like, they're it's, no, I'm happy. I'm like, everything's good. You know, like, why do I crave more? Yeah, exactly. Why am I never satisfied? Yeah, like and, completely satisfied. Yeah. And I get to a point where, and I've tried to, in my own self, do like, okay, I'm good. Like, everything's good, mm-hmm. right? Like, I'm happy. You know, I'm not hurting. I know I can take a shower today. I, I can eat. You know, I got two wiener dogs running around. <laughs> like, everything's good. But then it's just like, but maybe, maybe there's, I could get something else. Yeah. But maybe that's what makes people great rather than okay you know maybe is that what what great people do i mean they have that burning inside them like Pas- passion same thing yeah. with crossfit you know like you know doing it for x amount of years you know you're just like i still keep going back every day and day just because i'm still waiting to get that extra little five pound pr right or whatever I, it's like, i'm gonna get it that's funny you say that because i've thought about some athletes that are like still at like prs they've had for like four or five years and i'm like how are you okay with that like that would freaking drive me insane mm. like mentally knowing that i've hit that brick wall for years yeah. like I, I i wouldn't be able to accept that mm-hmm. like um but i'm not saying they're wrong like if they're happy with that and I agree. they're getting fitness and enjoying their life they're not wrong <laughs> exactly You're living life great exactly like, but for me like i'm like left like fumbling with my words because that's how i feel i'm like oh. Like You're right, because I think about it all the time, especially at you know at the gym, just when coaching people and like I'm not calling anyone out or saying or anything, but like when somebody says, "Hey, I want to get a pull up or I want to get a muscle up or whatever," and it's just like then they just keep going on along their day, just you know not putting a little extra work here, not pra- at least practicing yeah. or doing anything, right? Just like, well, how bad are you just saying that because it sounds good, or do you really want one? You know, and just like if you really want to go get it, like let's do it, bro. Like it, 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 I, yeah, yeah it's, it's, exactly. it leaves me stumbling for words because yeah. I mentally, like, in the way I view my life and the, the decisions I make, 
I'm the, I'm like, it's not, I don't even say that's an addictive personality, but I, I'm always seeking to make myself better. Yeah, that's not If I see a position that I can improve myself in any way, like I'm going to take it. Like you should, that's why I'm doing a PhD. Like I felt like it would have been stupid to like turn, pass down a, like a full ride to a great university for a thing I was really into at the time. And like, then also getting paid to do it. Like, like why not? Like I, I would be stupid and, and okay, sure. Like if I probably really sat down and thought about like transitioning to a PhD, I probably would have not done that. Yeah. But then again, I look back and I'm like, I would have been stupid to not do it. Like why not get the free doctorate, free doctorate? You know, it's not necessarily free. I'm putting in time and energy and work. And, oh yeah. There's no such thing as a free like, lunch, but yeah. But like essentially a, a free one, like I, I felt like I would be stupid, but then again, there's other people that I know that would, easily turn it down and just be okay with being that master's degree and getting a job like being joe schmo is not the right word but like average joe yeah like and and i can see in that person that they have greater potential like mm -hmm. their quality of work is great they do have a good work ethic and i'm like but you don't seek greater for yourself like beyond a certain point like you're okay with just being okay like i'm not saying i need to be like a millionaire or anything, right, right 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 but like I, I just i'm always got these goals for myself and like once i finish one there's already two or three more that i like want yeah. to, want to achieve and it's it it, it puzzles me yeah you know? and i think that is the, the difference between those that achieve great things and those that live a mediocre life that's probably not the uh, right right way to say it is a little it's okay diss, no, like <laughs> i don't know if this is a hot take i don't think if it was a diss but and like sometimes i wonder like where did this like you know where, why do i want to be better where did it come from where did it stem from or whatever and i remember you know playing you know you're talking about playing games like i've always played games ever since I'm, i remember my uncle getting me the first nintendo nes mm -hmm. and just like as far as like a level system like you know as far as whatever game you're playing like oh i always want to be like oh i gotta get to the next level yeah i gotta do it like i want to be there and i was wondering if that kind of was put into my brain personality whatever you want to say at an early age and this was like hey when you see the game of life coming at you in real time now that hey okay i'm 16 i'm 17 i'm 18 like would start making some moves here mm -hmm. and then you know like i like college was for me was just a a big party, you know, I majored PE, like it was the easiest major there was. It was just like waiting for Thursday, Friday, Saturday, just a party all night. I don't know. You know, I was not drinking and writing papers like you, know, you were talking about earlier. I'm not saying that, but like it was just always like looking forward to, hey, what are we doing tonight? Are you going to there was always something. Yeah, there was always yeah. going to happy hour. Are we just staying in playing video games? Like what's what's going on? What's what's the move, bro? Yeah. What hoes that, dude? <laughs> and so, but 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 then after that, it was like got in back. Oh, wait, maybe I messed up on those first four years right there maybe i should start making myself better in some mm -hmm. sense you know i didn't want to be a loser so i like uh my dad was an army ranger and like i he wasn't a crazy military dad by any means he was really great uh, but he did instill a lot of like the ranger mentality stuff into me like uh what's that saying i'm blanking on it right now like 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 what uh like the marines have like Semper Fi or something no it's uh adapt and overcome you know, or, oh, or, shit. or like, uh, that was a big one. But like, I, I knew that what he went through, like, I always have this in like the back of my head that like, man, if my dad was able to go through that and like ranger school mentally, physically, and like spiritually, like I can do what it, like lift 400 pounds. I can eventually do that or, yeah. you know, what, whatever, put it over my, whatever the thing is like, 
I've always got it in the back of my head that like my dad was such a hard worker and went through so much. I can do that too. Like, and he kind of instilled that like work ethic per se, but it also turned into like an obsession. He was also very like, well, he's an alcoholic for a while. He's not anymore. But like, Good. I saw a lot of that, like the same things that I do, like the way I get so passionate or like really into things he also did. And like, I think I picked it up from him. Nice. At a really, really early age. And I've seemed to be able to channel it in a mostly positive way. There's a little bit turns here and there, but like I even like in the gym now, I'm always thinking like, like in the middle of a workout, I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm like, my dad could like, he, he fucking did it. I'm going to do it. Like he, he could do it. Not, I, I would, I'm going to do it. Like there's maybe he didn't do that exact same thing, but it's always there. Like, well, being in a, like, you're never military, I'm guessing. No, I wasn't. But like, For a while, it was something I wanted to do. But both my dad and my stepdad, who were Army Rangers, like, were like, you've, no. Like, if it's the last thing on your plate and you've got no other option, don't do they it. They advise you against it. They advised me, but they both advised me against it. And they were both enlisted men. Uh, so they they weren't officers. Really? Yeah. They both advised Just cause me. Just because they what they went through. and I think they saw more in me than that. They're like, you're not a grunt. You're not someone that's meant to just take orders. You're a free thinker and you've got a lot of ideas and you not necessarily that I can't take orders. I, I do. I'm a very like problem with authority. No, 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 no. I don't have any problem with authority. Well, is that kind of what? No, they're they're like, you're too. They I guess they saw more in me. Than, oh, you got than more, I you got more potential. My, yeah. than I, I saw okay. myself at the time. I got you. Um, which honestly was a really good thing they both advised me to not do it I, th I think it's a good thing like i don't know where my life would be in that circumstance had i gone down that road but i'm happy with the decisions i've made to now so should be i like i don't regret not joining or anything and i guess worst case scenario i could always join as an officer and be an entomologist and have a pretty cushy <laughs> military yeah. job but well rangers pretty i don't know a lot about military but rangers pretty respectable correct i'm pretty elite like, yeah because like lance and i were talking the other day about do you know who david goggins is no so he used to be a <laughs> he's one of these guys who is a formal navy seal and kind of had this rough childhood growing up um if you read his book can't hurt me but you know he was a big kid his you know he saw us father beating his mom all the time and threatening to kill him too and all this stuff but big overweight kid finally got to where he just was like hey i'm stop stop being a pussy like i'm gonna go do be a hard motherfucker that's mm -hmm. what he always says like stay hard right <laughs> stay hard and so now he runs like ultra marathons and he ended up being a navy seal and has talked about like like that was his thing like i just wanted to be a seal and i was gonna do mat do whatever it takes to get there no matter what mm -hmm. just like him just changing himself mentally and physically was what he wanted to do but that it's like we, so that was my point. It's like we were talking about like him and stuff. Like, how do you like handle like what's it Hell Week and being being a Navy Seal? Like, could, right, could we yeah. do it? And I was like, I like to think I could, but I don't know honestly if I have that. Even like us talking about mindset right now, that like I'm be like, I don't think I could do it physically. Man. I know I could do it mentally. <laughs> mentally is, is, the, is the big one. Do you have what it's mentally? Yeah, takes like to they do try these, to break you, bro. And, and like, yeah, if you like, what you're asking was Ranger synonymous to that? Yeah, it, defi it definitely is. It's like synonymous. I wouldn't want to say synonymous. I'm not an army guy. Like, I'm not in the army and, and don't want to speak for anyone that is. But like, I mean, they're valued quite high. You know, sure, they're respected. I thought they were. Yeah, you know, first in, last out. You know. That's big money moves right there. But it's uh, it's I have always respected it growing up, and I use it to drive me a lot of the times. And even like in school stuff, like okay, my dad wasn't an academic guy, but like 
he went through all of that, like to be a ranger, like, man, or like even his tours and stuff, like I can write this paper. Like it's nothing compared to what he went through, you know, yeah. I, can, I can write <laughs> like, this. I, like I need to, I need to really evaluate my life right now. And yeah. you can like, and I think that for me, like that I'm saying it's a driving factor, but when I meet people that are like, yeah, I just quit this thing because that one thing was too hard or something. I'm always like, you just like gave up. Like, like for me, for me, like quitting and giving up is it's a really hard thing to do. Like I, I, struggle at quitting and saying no like for example like even uh i had my dog for a while and i just recently rehomed him to a really great home um but like even just being like admitting to myself that i didn't have the time and like energy to put towards he's a puppy put towards him was like it was crushing me mentally to just quit oh, yeah. on him but in a growing moment i had to make that decision that i couldn't i actually couldn't do this thing and then for to better myself full circle here to better myself i had to like re you know rehome him and and do the thing i didn't want to do and didn't want to quit but like i needed to do this thing and like while it's not the greatest example like it's just giving up a dog it like it crushed me dude i've been down that road i did it before these two idiots i had a border collie and just living here and just i was gone 12 hours a day between yeah. work and going to the gym and I was like, I felt so bad for him because he was so high energy. And yeah. I was like, sorry, dude. Like in this, you know, I had, I can't remember. He was probably four or five years old. And like finally when I bought this house and moved in. Yeah, pour yourself another one. Come on, man. Actually, I was, was, was going to, I was going to ask you if you wanted to take Yeah, these. wait, what, yeah, let's do it. Because yeah. this is, this is, this is tough. Cheers, man. But yeah. um, Yeah, Baxter, like I got to a point where it's like, I'm sorry, bro. I'm just going to uh, rehome you. Now he's on a sheep farm and he's living his best life. Same. Yeah. Jaeger. Uh, he was a pit bull. He's on a farm with another dog living his literally the same words as you living his best life. And he, yeah, it, it was, feels great knowing that I, by giving up, I actually gave him a better life and gave myself a better life. And I like, agree. It was like a really, I hate to say that was a big learning moment for myself, but it really was like being able to admit like, I can't do this thing. Yeah. Because my entire life, like, I wouldn't say I haven't quit things before, but like going my entire life, like I've always been so very driven and I don't have, I am not going to give up. And it's kind of the mentality I have with my PhD. Like right now I'm kind of really burnt out on it. Not feeling so stoked on entomology, but like got a year and a half left. I'm going to, I'm going to tough through it. I won't quit on this thing because, you, you because now, if man. I did quit, there is no benefit. Exactly. There is no bettering myself. Maybe mentally I'll like not be so burnt out, but like I don't have a degree then to show for it. I didn't get a master's. Yeah. I converted. So like I literally have nothing to show for that four years. Yeah. Like I've So you've been doing this for how many years? Three? Yeah, I started in 2020. Yeah. Fall of so, 2020. So about three years now. And and plus and like you said earlier, just going into the podcast, you know. I think you said what a free ride and a stipend. Yeah. Right. And just how many, you know, you don't get those opportunities a lot in life. And I don't know how many people do or not. Maybe you don't, I never got one, but, there, but just there, to go yeah. that far and just, and be like, yeah, I know you're burning out, but just, for me, I'd be like, what's one more year. I've already done three. Exactly. Okay. It's, it's like a workout. Another six you know? months. Like ex exactly. And it's like, I think that's the point I was trying to make is like, I'm trying to relate it to a workout. Like I can do apply that so range. That's what I do. Not man. give up. Just keep persevering, go through it, do the thing, and I will be a better person at yep. the end of it. But then there's there's those life moments where you've got to decide when quitting is beneficial. 
and like the dog thing was one of those examples where I like yeah. had to make that decision and grew from quitting. But it's hard to balance like when and when to do that and when to not do that. And I think the difference between someone that's great and someone that is not is like persevering at the right times, but also quitting at the right times, knowing you just know your limits, so to speak. I wish I knew them better. Well, <laughs> I'm and learning and them. I and, think and, that, and I think that's kind of what life is, too, just because, you know, you like, you know, we talked about a little bit of relationships early in the podcast and talking about, you know, just it's comfortable to stand through this, but just knowing like, Hey, it's comfortable and cool. And not like, Hey, this is not knowing if I, well, you know, it's, it's scary, man. You're, it's mm-hmm. like, you know, what if, what happens if I, you know, she leaves, if I leave and I can't get anybody else like, Hey, well, you know, it's just like, this is my limit, right? I'm right here. But like, but you know, like maybe there's like a fire in your belly. Not, I mean, I know that's probably cl- cliche thinking, but, <laughs> but just saying like, I'm destined for more, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, there's something else out there and that, um, you just learn from life and just knowing that when you know that you just know it somewhere, I don't know if it's intuition or what it is, but you just know that, Hey, you know, if I do these, you know, 50 more pull-ups, there could be a chance I get rhabdo, but, or I could end up with being greatness, but, I, and, but you don't know, you don't know what you don't know. You just know it by going through experiences, I mm-hmm. think. And and that's one of the things that I've taught or I've taught myself is like, you know, you read about like David Goggins, I was telling you about, or, I don't know, George Washington or all these great people, whoever they are, and just that what they did in life. But I was like, well, I can't live my life exactly how they did it because I'm not them. Right. You're but not there, yeah. Exactly. I don't know what they did. I don't, you know, maybe whatever they maybe they're just would bullshit. you make the same decisions? Yeah, you but know? like I know you gotta know what I know now, what I've done and what I'm capable of, and that, yeah, okay, maybe not go to the full 50 pull-ups. So let me do 25 more. Let's see what happens. You know, and just go and you learned. And that's the thing. It's like that's maybe is that key to life i don't know is that learning just learning <laughs> and just knowing yourself and just knowing how you react in certain situations and how to better yourself and just being self self-awareness that's what i'm trying to say i think um that's the most like uh, i've learned in my like p in my like grad school career is like i've learned a lot about entomology like academically what, what, research what, what, what got you into entomology should we get People may we'll, want to know that. We'll touch on that and we'll, we'll pin, pin that, table that table for a second. That. That, for a second there, I was. Okay, I, my I bad. I, I thought I had something. My else. bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, I, I I got it. So, I was a uh, like I've I've learned a lot academically in my like PhD career, but like I think I've learned the most about myself. Yeah. And who I like am, which is. Which is kind of funny. You think like going into that grad school program, it's all geared like academically and your research and whatever whatever it is you're doing, right? And you're going to come out trained for that and that's like what you did, right? But I feel like truthfully for me, I have learned a lot, but I've learned more about myself and how to like how I as a person am going to live the rest of my life through this process. And I don't think a lot of other students feel that way. Like they, they feel like they've just had this academic training and haven't had this like transformative life moment or life experience. And for me, grad school has been a transformative life experience. Like I don't think I would be as health or like physically, mentally healthy or like happy with my life. And, and like I said earlier, thriving if I, if I hadn't made these choices, like, yeah, I'm, I'm burnt out and I hate every second of like being in my office at, at school. <laughs> Damn. But like I'm thriving, like 
Dude, while you I know you're doing thing, I'm thriving in life. I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm not liking this thing I'm doing, but like but you know it's gonna make you better. It, yeah, and like I'm gonna thrive and I'm gonna do I'm not gonna put like 80% towards it. I'm gonna put 110% towards it, even though I hate it and hate being here, but like I'm gonna do the thing. And like, but also like mentally like battling going to school and like a relationship and all of those things, like I felt like made me I learned more about myself than I did academically, I felt like. And that was like the biggest takeaway. Like, for instance, I don't even want to do entomology anymore. <laughs> but um, going back to your previous statement about who, uh, what got me into yeah, entomology. Yeah, yeah. Um, so like when I was a kid, um, I was always passionate about uh, animals, zoology really. And uh, the joke when I was younger was I wanted to get a degree in everything because I like just could every science like I couldn't decide what science I, I love science always had. Um, but then I kind of fell down like a, the typical high school rabbit hole drinking a lot at like my friend's house that would buy beers for us and it was, it was like, yeah. stay in the house. Yeah. Like, and, you know, and then a bad girlfriend and started smoking pot. Now, I wouldn't say that was the bad decision. That's actually kind of funny. And I'll, I'll, maybe if I remember, I'll come back to it. But like just just being, you know, a high schooler, I was like, oh, I'm not going to go to college. I'm going to just work a job and do that. So I, like I did for a while. And I realized I was like, I, I was working like roof demolition, like commercial roof demolition. So like those buildings that are like as long as you can see, you know, like tearing up those roofs and then replacing them and stuff. Oh, uh, like, OK, I got you. Like, uh, and I was like, I, I don't really want to do this. So like sucks. one night I was like, I was tripping on acid and <laughs> watching the like wild Thornberry movie. And I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to be a zoologist, like, uh, the Thornberries. And I was like, that I was like, as a kid, it was like an epiphany moment almost. I was like, I'm going to do what I wanted to do as a kid. Like what, why change deviate from my original like career path? So I was like, okay, I'm going to sign up for school. So the closest school like to me was Kutztown University in Pennsylvania, which like some family members had gone to. So I knew it was like a good school. It's a state school. I was like, I'll sign up for uh, environmental biology. Like it's close enough to zoology. They didn't have a zoology degree. So I like got a year or two into that degree. And uh, my zoology professor, my lab professor, was an entomologist and like when we got to the insect portion of zoology i was like blown away so insects are like we know of one million species of insects but there's like estimates that there's at least two to three million insect species out there so we essentially haven't discovered like 50 to 66 percent of them right that's to me that's 50 percent yeah of a million like of a million so we've only discovered oh, a million okay. i'm with you now okay. so there's like at least another million or more that we haven't discovered and i was like blown away by that fact they're the most uh represented group of ins or organisms out of all of it like uh, out of all life on earth they're the most represented by far like the most insects um even compared to like many vertebrates and stuff or invertebrates either way it was like, wow, these are like aliens. They're crazy cool. They're so diverse. Like you could spend a whole lifetime just studying one species of that like million plus, you know? And I was like kind of captivated by that. So I started expressing interest in my, uh, my lab professor that was an entomologist picked up on that. And like, he's like, well, I teach this like grad school level course 
an entomology course. And if you're interested, I'll let you skip the prerequisite and take the course. Like it's going to be really challenging. It'll probably be one of the hardest things like academically that you've ever done. Yeah. But if you're really interested in entomology, it's a good path to like start you on. So I signed up for it and uh, ended up getting the highest grade in the class. Like uh, there were grad students there and I got higher than them, which I just probably put more time than they did. Like being a grad student now, I can understand why they probably didn't perform so well in that class. It was really freaking hard. But then I was like, okay, I like have a knack for this thing. I really enjoy it. And he saw potential. So offered me like an opportunity to do some research, like with the spotted lanternfly, an invasive insect. And I was like, okay, like I'm all in, like I'm digging this. Like, I feel like I've found something that like jives with myself. And then I won that prize when I went and presented. I was like, this is working. And like, like entomology is one of those career paths that you don't, you don't hear people being like, I'm an entomologist, nah. but it's one of those jobs, like being a nurse, like you're always going to have a job. Like, for example, there's always crops being grown. There's um, always going to be insect damage or even health wise, you know, think about mosquitoes transferring diseases and stuff. Like there's always going to be a need for entomologists to either manage insects or learn more about the ecosystem and whatnot. Um, so it's like, it's not only going to be like a good career path, like, but I can also always guarantee myself a job essentially either in agriculture. Cause that's kind of where I was more specialized was agriculture sure. and pest management. So it's like, I, I really got into it. I was like, I'm good at this thing. I started, like, I got specialized on that insect, the spotted lantern fly and worked on it for like four years, had read every research paper, like 20 times. And to this day, I still am the, you know receptacle of uh information on that insect because that's what my grad degree is on too so it's, it's highly specialized in that one insect but it's like that's kind of what got me into entomology to like answer your question <laughs> in a long way oh man, that's good man um, somebody told me i remember how to how they told how they told me this but based on what you go through in your childhood experiences whether it be good things bad things Things you like, things you dislike, but most – I can't remember what he said. He's used to be one of my old directors at the Recreation Center, Radford University. Shout out, Barry. I don't know if you listen, <laughs> but anyway, shout out to him. But uh, like most people, whatever that is, like whatever experiences you have as a child, that's usually kind of what leads you into your career path. Mm -hmm. I was wondering, you know, like you talked about like you kind of picked it up in high school, but – and he never gave me like a given age. I don't even know where he – he could have just made that up to me. Like, oh, that sounds pretty good. Cool, man. But – Definitely. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. I wonder if that's kind of true. What do you think? What are your thoughts? Yeah, yeah. For, for me, like, <laughs> there's a couple of things that, that makes me think of. First of all, like when I made that decision to go to college, like I, uh, I was on, I was tripping. Uh, really hard by myself. It was probably not the greatest thing to do, but like, I've never done that. So I have no, ex I cannot relate to that at all. It, it wasn't my first trip by any means, but it was like, it was, a, it was like a introspective one. I had one of those like life because my roommate at the time just had moved out and moved to Hawaii and joined Damn. the Marines or no, he joined the army, but like either way, like, so I was kind of like down in the dumps a little bit. And for some reason decided that doing some acid in that mental state would be a good idea, but it ended up turning out to be a good idea because I had this, like that, like I said, epiphany moment it was like, 
why am I so confused with what I want to do with life? Why am I working these blue collar jobs? I think at the time I made the decision I was working as like an arborist apprentice. So he's like training me to climb trees and cut down, you know, branches and stuff over people's houses and whatnot. Yeah. And like at the time I was like, I guess I'll do this, but I'm not like happy with it or anything. And I was like, why am, why am I just settling? I'm more full circle. Here we go. Why am I just settling? And then something or other made me, put in that movie and think back to like my childhood, which was like, I was always watching documentaries, always trying to go to zoos, like document. I wouldn't say I was documenting like the nature in my backyard, but I was always fascinated with it. Always Impressive. chasing down like lizards and like catching them and snakes and like I, all facets of life. I always loved. So then when I had that moment of like, I should do what I like have always loved like animals, like, and, and like diver diversity of life and like, why not? What else am I doing right now? For like, sure. um, I also had like a GI bill from my dad. So like, I knew I could go to college, like relatively cheap. So it's like, I've got this opportunity in front of me. Like I can go to school. It's not like I don't have the opportunity or like the privilege to go to school. Like it's there. I'd be stupid to not use it. Similar to like the PhD statement. Like I'd be stupid to not do it. So like when I made that decision, it was like, I'm going to do what made me happy when I was younger. Cause I think like it'll make me happier as an adult. And for a long time, I've thought the same thing. And now I mean, it could be a lot of burnout. Why I don't feel the same way about like entomology and insects and stuff. Yeah. But you, I do agree with you that I think like there was a moment in my childhood, maybe not a moment per se, but like just my childhood in general, like made me like, I, I knew I was going to be a scientist. Like when I was a kid, you asked me what I was going to be. I was going to be a scientist. And that was like, hands down was going to be and I am I'm an entomologist hired by Virginia Tech right now. Yes, I'm a PhD student, but I'm a paid entomologist. So I, I have achieved that. Like, yeah, goal. You're there, like I am man. a scientist. Um, So yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, well, it's not my statement, but it was his statement. But I've always that's always stuck with me, though. And it makes sense like when I'm not talking to people and uh, I you know, always hate you know, when people say like, Oh, did you interview them on your podcast? Like, no, I, we had a, we talked about it, man. Like, I don't like I don't want people to ever think like this is an interview. It's just a conversation. And I'm my curious mind is just when I hear stuff. Yeah. yeah. I'm wondering that just because like, Oh wait, does that relate to them or not? But because when I think about it to myself subjectively into my own experiences, like being in IT now, like I remember some of my key moments in life was like playing the Oregon trail game. It's my, one of my earliest memories, <laughs> you know, like, Oh, you died of, what is it? Uh, tuberculosis or something <laughs> like you're dead. I start over and then like getting our first computer and playing the old pinball games and like, Ooh, I know how to play solitaire. Mom, check this out. And then, you know, now I don't know. Is it just coincidence? I don't know, but there's a good quote that about coincidence that hey, they just happen sometimes, you know? It's funny because I I look back at that decision to like take acid that night as That's being, we'll as being like one of my best decisions I've ever made in my life because I've it put me on this path that I'm on currently. Like I since that moment, it's been almost 12 years, you know? It's like my life changed that moment. I made that decision, put in that application. And or like or you could even say when I bought the acid or made the decision to buy the like yeah. like it all stemmed from that one moment and like 
that's wild. That's wild that like my whole life from then has been based off that one. Like, what if I didn't do that? Yeah. Where would I, where Bro, would I be? Now we're talking my language, Like, man. where would I be? That's like, that to me like blows my mind. Like, like, okay, yeah, I went through a shitty relationship. I'm not happy with my entomology degree, but I found other passions. I'm yeah. happy. And like all of those things were prerequisites. They were requirements for me to be where I'm at now. Like, if I hadn't had that night, man, where would I, where would I be? If my like roommate didn't move away, like, or waited an extra day or like, sure. there's always that like mind wandering moment of like, no, that goes, that's like a, a, a roller rink in my head. Man. It's a little trippy <laughs> because, and you know, I've never done acid and like the hardest drug I've ever done is weed, obviously. But like, I've heard, heard podcasts and read books about how people have like, these little moments in life, you know, they were got stuck in traffic, but because they got stuck in traffic, they were able to get up on stage and like give their like a as far as comedic example, like give their fifteen minutes, and it made them like, oh man, we we saw whoever here like, mm-hmm. tonight. Where if he, they would have got stuck in traffic or whatever, they would have been opposite of that. They would have got put back in the back, and I don't know, I, I don't know if I, that makes sense, but no, it, things it like does, that it does like being like five minutes earlier, five minutes late, like or to whatever it is, or like having this like one key moment in life, like how much did that change my future? You know, Very, it, it, um, it's kind of like back to the future. Kind of like, yes, like, yeah, yeah, yeah like, exactly you know, like, Hey, if, 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 like, if we don't hit 88 miles an hour, what the fuck is going to happen? Yeah. You know? Am I going to go back? Is, you know, am I going to bang my mom at night or what? <laughs> you know, <laughs> bang my mom. Wait, ain't that what, ain't that part of the, uh, thing? Yeah, like your mom was saying, no, yeah, Marty yeah, McFly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like and I was like, she's really into him, really. Into <laughs> yeah, him. bro. Be your own dad. <laughs> talk, talk about paradoxical. Yeah. So it's like, like things like that go through my head just because, and like now it's, and like you know, you're talking about structure and routine earlier, and like I used to think that shit was nerds and yeah. like dorky right yeah like, what, what you got a calendar like cool bro like show like, me your pin protector or I live, pocket protector i live life by the waves waves of the ocean man you know <laughs> the, dude that was me all through college well i had like i had dreadlocks i was like a let's full, go I what like, i was a full-fledged like hippie through college and um do you, do you have a hacky set I was I really sucked at hacky sacking. I never carried I that try. around. I, was, I used to try, but I was good. Give me a soccer ball. I can juggle, juggle a soccer ball. I cannot do a hacky sack, but I was like, sorry for everybody likes hacky sack. <laughs> that's very that was very stereotypical <laughs> statement, but I thought but it was like, funny and clever. It was almost like a, rebel, a rebellious bit. I was like gonna prove the stereotype because i've always been a since i started smoking weed i've been a huge like supporter of it and like everyone like anyone that wants it or can find value in it there is value in it like for me it's like smoking weed yeah oh my god it's my performance enhancing drug man. <laughs> <laughs> that's my ped of choice yeah <laughs> but it like it, all jokes aside like i truly do believe it's like a, it's a miracle for for me especially we're not the only one. I think you and I have talked about it the night before, but I've read and heard on podcasts that UFC fighters like to smoke before they train just because they feel more, what's the word am I looking for, in depth with their surroundings, awareness. Like they just know how they're feeling when they do something. Yeah, things. it helps so. me connect with like me more. Like uh, stop worrying so much and like put down all these like insecurities and um, almost mental barriers like we, okay. were, we were saying earlier like my reservedness or like my like uh maybe you don't want to do that thing like wh- why just go do it like kind of anyway like for me it works like really really well and i've always been like a big advocate for that and um i don't know where i was going with that 
It's talking about your, it's your PED and. Oh, yeah, I know that. You like it? It's up to you a lot in life. Because I, I got a question that I want to go back to if you can't think of what you were. I can't think of what I'm thinking of. So okay. It, it, well, well, all right. It'll come to me. It'll come to me. So, you know, doing, you know, taking acid, right? Is it just like putting it on your tongue? Is that the kind of. It, it, I don't, that's I what it is. You want to talk to me like it's like acid 101 because I don't yeah, know much so about it. Yeah. So, you know, it's obviously a th synthetic chemical, right? Correct. And um, typically you'll get it on like sheet, pa sheet paper. Uh, and it'll be sprayed on there. It'll dry. Then you'll take like a maybe two millimeter by five millimeter tab, put it on your tongue, under yeah. your tongue, let it dissolve, chew it up. It doesn't matter. Okay. Um, but you can also get like liquid t uh, LSD as well. But okay. the most common way of doing it. And honestly, truthfully, I probably was doing some research chemical. It probably wasn't real acid. It was sold to me as that. It's really hard to find real acid nowadays. It's uh, a lot of the chemicals required to synthesize it are oh. under strict lock and key or have to be synthesized by someone else. It's it's the whole like underground thing. A lot of it's research chemical. Either way, though, I was under some hallucinogenic okay. like thing. Well, what I was getting at was that I've, I've listened to other people talk about how like if they've done ayahuasca or yeah some type of psychedelic, how they've had this came come to life kind of experience and that you know they saw they went through another dimension and saw oh. other beings and just like in like when they came a straight dmt moment yeah, yeah, it, yeah. More, more of like that they came out on the other end just like you know like i know who i am now you know i, I met my demons and you know like ron white he's a pretty famous comedian i don't know if you know who he mm -hmm. is he was talking about he he did ayahuasca and that his shaman or whoever told him to go through with it that hey you know you'll see like a light side and a dark side but go go toward the dark side even though if you don't want to and that i forgot how he put it but like going towards the dark side that he kind of faced some kind of demons and that he challenged him yeah, yeah that when yeah. he had you know there's something he's never like came to uh accept in life that like and now it made him as a better person come like when he came back i was like it definitely wasn't like that. okay <laughs> it, I, 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 I was like Truthfully, I wish I've had like a moment like that. I've had some wild trips, but like more like Dr. Seuss books, like kind of comical, like, um, you know, like hills look like over exaggerated hills and they're colorful, kind of like very visual, but never like those types of moments. I'm with you. But it was like, it was definitely a life changing moment though. Like, so in terms of like, it directed my life. And I, I don't know why at that moment in time I had that mental clarity or desire to do that thing because i really hadn't had a desire to like go to college but th that being said i was always very like studious as a student like uh in like high school and middle school like, i was always straight a student nerd i remember <laughs> where i was going with the cannabis thing like it was always a, a, a pivotal point in my life it was like, like always a thing i did but when i like my parents hated it hated hated that i smoked pot but my like stepmom they did agree with it or it was illegal was the big thing just cause it was, it was illegal. Just, it's, don't do this. Yeah. Well, we lived in North Carolina, so it was like, it's to this day, uh, Fayetteville. Like, yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. I've never been there, but I never done it. It was right outside of Fayetteville. It was Hope Mills. We all called it hopeless mills. We'll come, we'll come back to that part, but keep going. But, so, thing. um, so I was like, they always hated it. And when I started college, they knew that I like smoked regularly. I obviously I started, had the dreadlocks then. They're like, he's a hippy dippy guy. He's not going to, my family kind of was a little out together. They're like, he's smart, but he's like going to probably waste away his life smoking pot. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to 
sh- I'm going to show them wrong. I'm going to prove the stereotype wrong that I can smoke weed every single day of my life in an undergrad, drink and party, yes. and still get yes. like uh, what graduate with honors. So that's what I did. I was like, I'm going to grow the dreads out, but I'm going to graduate with honors and prove everyone wrong that thinks that I can't do like live with cannabis in my life regularly because it helps me because they think I'm going to waste away my life doing this thing that's not bad. Right. So that was the whole, the whole reason why I like even had the dreadlocks to begin with. It was like almost like a statement against them. It was uh, kind of terrible, honestly, but like fight the man, fight the man. And yeah. the man were my parents at that point. In time. <laughs> well, so I mean, that's, uh, but that's I, proved them, I proved them wrong. I did the, I did the thing I said I was going to do and then I shaved them off and I still smoke pot every day of my life though. Honestly, like it, like it really, really, really helps me like grounds me makes i feel like it makes me a physically better human being and that's not to say like i have had periods where i haven't smoked and i i like know that i can function very well without it sure um but i i do prefer my life with it and i don't know if that's part of that addictive personality that i was talking about maybe it's just the addictive part of me that wants well, you know what you know thing. what works for you though but it does like when i don't have it i don't feel as productive i don't feel mentally focused i don't feel mentally clear like i feel like I wouldn't say anxious is the right word, but like can never get started on the thing that I want to do for the day or like, mm. you know, it's like for me, it really, really works. But Joe, and, Joe Rogan talks about that a lot that, you know, it makes him paranoid in a sense, but because, you know, he's a big weed advocate, mm-hmm. but he he loves it because when he does smoke it, that he, if he's smoking that he's afraid of like being a loser or something. So that's that what's makes him motivated to like start writing his material <laughs> or like doing whatever he does. Cause like he comes home and he smokes every night. He's like, if I don't do this. I'm I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta get after it. Like, that's it, funny. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, and even like, that's just his, yeah. Like he's, that's his thing. Like, that's just like, Hey, it makes me a, b- a better person. I think. But then like, you know, I, I've smoked since I was like 13 Almost, almost every single day. I would say since I was like 14 or 15, I've smoked every single day of my life pretty much like to now. And like since it was such an integral part of my life, like uh, when Virginia made it legal to start growing, I was like, let's go. I was like, yeah, I was like, oh, bet. Like I can stop spending money on this thing and like legally do the thing I want to do. I was like, oh, I'm going to do it. And you best bet like everything else I fucking do in life. I went fucking hard on it. Okay, my first like four grows weren't great, but man, you should see them now. It's like it, but then I'm also knowing like the product that I'm producing is like devout of pesticides. Uh, there's, uh, it's clean. Like I don't have to worry. You hear in the news people smoking like fentanyl laced weed and stuff. I don't have to worry about all those things. I know that I made the thing. I take pride in the product that I produce. It's like I would say it's higher than top shelf like stuff you can even get in a dispensary most of the time. Damn. And it's like, I, I, uh, but it built a passion too. Like it's something that I like since I was younger was really, really, really into. And then when I had the opportunity to start doing it like myself, it was like, wow, I, I'm not only do I like it, but I'm good at it. Maybe this is something I like want to move my life into more. I have a lot, like, you know what I mean? Like, and that kind of happened at the same time as my like entomology degree, like in the middle of it. Yeah. And I had one, it was another, like, I wouldn't say epiphany moments, but I was like, man, I love spending time in the grow room and working on the plants and, and breeding them. And it's just like, and, and smoking the product and I make oil and I 
occasionally make edibles for like family members and stuff. And like, I love all aspects of it. Like, why don't I try to transition my life? And what's great is like entomology. Like it, obviously, like I said, I do a lot of like agricultural based entomology. So it's like kind of easy to cater my life towards like agricultural management of cannabis or cannabis based research with entomology. And like, it's there, the opportunity's there. I can make my own seed company. I, like the opportunity's there. And it's kind of like where I'm leaning towards right now and like trying to decide what to do with my life. But yeah. well, I mean, like there's, I don't want to say the sky's the limit, but I think the future is kind of going toward the world is kind of going towards what's, you know, federally legalized. Yeah. Cannabis all around and just like, Hey, let's do something about well, this. Everyone's realizing like, Oh shoot. It actually isn't it's like really, a gateway drug. It's it, it's not. Who was it? Who invented? <laughs> I forgot the guy's name, but there was something. And you might know the backstory to this, but I can't remember his name now. Just talking, I need to look it up. But when they were talking about like uh, hemp, um, and, like why cannabis is federally illegal and stuff. So like, but it was like a guy back in like the Rockefeller days. Yeah, and he was just like, no, hemp is going to hurt the paper industry. Maybe. Yeah. It, no, you're you're a hundred. Okay. I, 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 I also cannot remember the names, but Rock, I I, not, wow. I attended a talk on this in my undergrad actually. Okay. From from someone very prominent in like Keep the talking, uh, like advocate scene of cannabis, but like, no, you're hundred percent right. It was like, um, it was the, they were afraid that the hemp industry would uh, single-handedly like destroy the lumber industry. Okay. And the need for like cellulose, which is for paper, wood, other construction materials. So it was a big, like almost propaganda thing, you know, kind of making yes. cannabis out to be, and then like it ended, it's a bad thing. And like, then it hey. ended up targeting minority groups and whatnot by, but by targeting minority groups, they painted it as the bad guy, which is obviously like not like ethically correct, but that was the, like, you know, the marketing scheme at the time. And that's why we're so reliant on lumber as our like cellulose source and our, our, our like wood source and stuff. And even now, when you look at like agriculture, agricultural cannabis, so like not, not grown for consumer use stuff. So hemp production in the United States, when like the production of hemp was made legal, I think two years ago, three years ago, maybe mm, a lot of states, like a lot of farmers, a lot of smaller farmers and stuff are like, I'm going to jump on this bandwagon. It's going to be, we're going to make so much money. And what ended up happening was that like, there's not enough facilities to process it into hemp into the materials that we seek the fight like the fibers and you can make clothing out of it you can make sure. paper etc like hundreds of things you can make out of it but we don't have the processing plants in the united states to actually do that so after that like first year or two when growers were like we can't we can't actually keep growing hemp and make money it, it, it stopped and it's because of that like paper industry thing and it's still going today yeah. like, the ramifications of that are still uh, like happening like cannabis and or particularly hemp will not likely overpass like the lumber industry until we're at a point where it has to because we don't have the processing facilities because it's still so politically like Bad. charged yeah and it's like it, which is terrible because it, 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 I wouldn't say it's a miracle crop um, because there's definitely drawbacks to doing it agriculturally, growing hemp agriculturally. What are some of those drawbacks? It's very taxing on land, very, very land taxing. So nutrient-wise, it drains the soil. You have oh. to have very good crop management practices or use synthetic fertilizers, which 
like just to grow the it's a it's a very nutrient hungry crop um i wasn't aware of that and uh and like i said it requires refineries to finally process the product even if you're going to produce like uh like cbd stuff or like stuff that's being made into like delta 8 oils and stuff like that it's got to be processed so there has to be somewhere to process it right if there aren't facilities to do it then then you can't sell your product essentially right i agree so the industry is kind of in that regard not going to really thrive but it i don't really even know where i was going with that but <laughs> well no because we're so i mean well i'm wondering into your what you just said though that there used to be statistic or yeah that talking about how it's so nutrient rich like it's kind of affecting the soil but with other crops that are being grown throughout i guess the world that somebody uh, rob wolf in his book i can't remember what the name of his fucking book is now meet meet <laughs> something it's like a couple of years old now but anyway he said something like there's only like 60 years left worth of actually growing crops anyway, based on the earth soil. Uh, yeah. It, not even the earth soil, but like if, so if you're using synthetic fertilizers, like where are you getting that nitrogen, phosphorus, and potassium? They're, they're going to be mined from something or harvested from something processed into fertilizers and then spread out. But like once those operations collapse, one, which they already start are, they already are starting to collapse. The need for fertilizers has increased every year. Like I'm kind of throwing out these statistics. But that's good. I'm, yeah, I'm, man. That's better not to, man. Because uh, throw it no, out no, there, no, bro. I mean, like, you should probably, like, but Google it. Like, yeah, yeah. Chat GBT. Yeah, don't, don't, don't take my word 100%. Like, I'm not going to quote a paper or anything. I'm just throwing out random I talk about, statistics. I talk out of my but, ass a lot on here. Yeah, so that's fine, like, man. But usually I try to get a ballpark. I, I don't make shit up. But generally, it's a true statement that exactly. like, we're, we're using more fertilizers than we're going to be able to produce in long term, like, use. And with human population rising, with the need for food, rising with the need for fertilizer rising like how sustainable really is that right and that's kind of the question with cannabis it's a very nutrient hungry crop and while like its cellulose level is really really high like how sustainable really is it as like a crop to produce over arable land mm. like um, a lot of midwest states like the only way they can produce like soybeans and whatnot is with fertilizer corn and stuff it's you have to use fertilizers otherwise you're not producing much but we so we're so reliant on these these things that it like will inevitably snowball and collapse. And I'm saying, I think my point is like, okay, yeah, the cannabis industry is probably not going to thrive in the United States, and that's probably for the better, in in a way, maybe. Like interesting, uh, good, like good take, because uh, interesting take. Like truthfully, like with proper forest management, a lot of like I mean that's a controversial statement too well proper forest management a lot of lumber supplies can be managed well and that pisses off ecologists and other people but like in the end of the day we are probably trying to sustain the human race above anything else right so it's like kind of got to do it's in uh, i don't know uh, that's a rabbit hole and uh, <laughs> that's, a, that's another uh, that's another that's, that's another, another podcast, podcast right there. yeah <laughs> huh interesting man but can i get some ice yeah. Uh keep talking like while we do this or something. Like, yeah. Oh. Yeah, fair you, enough, man. man. Um so you said you have smoked then? Yeah, so oh, well, there you go. So, yeah, so I haven't smoked in the last few years, but a lot of good friends do it. And like 
that was another question I was going to ask you something about. Was this like compared to alcohol versus weed? Like, you know, what's your vice? Oh, definitely weed. And, 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 oh, definitely and, weed. And, and for me, it's the same thing just because of, all right. So, like last weekend, we, you know, I went to Wilmington with all my friends mm-hmm. from college or whatever. Like, I, one of my buddies moved down there. Shout out, Josh. What up, bro? <laughs> but, um, Sunday, you know, and it was it was our own fault. You know, we were we were doing oyster shots. We were just drinking. We were just you know acting like we're in college again, right? You ever done an oyster what shot? What is an oyster shot? So yeah, it depends on who. Pause okay, the- okay, so it depends on who makes it. But apparently, they're always near the beach. Obviously, yeah. so well, we did a couple about two or three of them. Plus, we did fireball too. But well, I mean, how college <laughs> it is was that? a long night, <laughs> a long day. It was like we I, we were day drinking, man. And like I remember even saying, I'll go back to the oyster shop. But I remember saying, like, when was the last time we all day drink together? Like we literally like went to lunch and we all started ordering beers because you know we were all together. Good day. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like it's like one of those. Uh, I don't know what, you, what the word I'm looking for is, but like you go back to your the the uh, the hometown you grew up in, mm-hmm. and that you mentally kind of go back to where you were, or whatever. <laughs> it's impossible to not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, uh, but anyway, so an oyster shot, um, depending on who's making it, but I don't remember the bar name that we were at. And shout out Wilmington, <laughs> <laughs> um, but they were. Um, it was like they did like a, a a version of hot sauce, ground pepper. And I think they had, one of them was they had like four different ones, and it was like Jose and then a little bit of vodka in it too at the same time, and and plus an oyster, kind of like uh, plus an oyster. Yeah, so that's they, they fucking, put an oyster that's in it. Fucking disgusting. So if you like oysters, it's great. But no, if you don't like oysters, then you probably should not. No, I don't do I don't do seafood very well. Okay, that would I would vomit. But, that, but that's but everywhere. Some of them are literally just hot sauce and either tequila or vodka, and then maybe a little pepper and. So, but some people like to dress them. So it's up. like a different style of like uh, Bloody Mary. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. So let's put like, oyster in it. Yeah, that's basically Ugh. what it is, man. Oh, it's disgusting. So I don't, I don't know where I was going with that part, but um, yeah. Wait, what were we, oh yeah, weed versus alcohol. So yeah, so Sunday, driving back, like just being that hungover, <laughs> and <laughs> like and luckily I didn't drive. Like you know, so I met my buddy in Charlotte, and then we drove out towards Wilmington. And which was great, you know. You know, we we had a couple drinks that Friday or Saturday, Friday night when I got there. Mm-hmm. It was cool. Man. It was just chilling. Just yeah, nothing crazy. Like we watched uh, Murder Mystery too on Netflix. Yeah, nothing like, crazy. You know, good, we, good chill night. Yeah, we're just chilling. Just you know, chilling. Like, man, he's a big weed fan. But um, yeah, I guess I don't even know where I was going with my point now. But anyway, my, but like going back towards Sunday, like, I was so hungover, you know. Just <laughs> and he's like. He's like, can we wait an hour before we leave? And I was like, dude, you wait as long as you fucking want <laughs> You're like, to, I man. need a little nap. Yeah, there. man. Here, like, I'm going to go curl up, take a shower, and I'm going to lay down. He's like, all right, sounds good to me. And so we finally was, like, we started riding back. And I just remember just riding back and just, just like, the whole time, I'm just like, the typical, like, have sunglasses <laughs> yeah. on and, like, have a water and a Gatorade. <laughs> like, let this be over. Yeah, and it's like, how? How much longer do we get there? And he's like, well, it's three hours from Wilmington to Charlotte. And I was like, fuck, I got to drive back here to Radford. <laughs> you know? And so, yeah, it was just that typical thing. But so, long story short, though, it's like, never had that from the smoking. Like, it's like, for me, when I smoke, like, it's just like, you know, like, say my, like, you were talking about, like, having stress or something a little mm-hmm. bit earlier and just being kind of, maybe, maybe I was thinking about that being tense, but just like, when I smoke, like, yeah, yeah, that slouch you just did. Yeah, it explains like, it all. Like, like that's really me when I it do all. it, and like I don't have the paranoidness or par- paranoidness. Is that a word? Par- I'm not paranoid. paranoia. Paranoia. Yeah. <laughs> just, I, last time I did it was at one of my buddies' bachelor party in Bristol, 
and I had my own hotel room, and we all. I guess I can talk about this on here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's giving trouble because it was like years ago. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> so what are they gonna do? Um. So did it there, and this I remember just going up to my hotel room, and like we went to the bars that night, had a few drinks, so we didn't get like you know shots all night or whatever. And just remember smoking at the end of the night. That was kind of our nightcap. And I just remember going to watch. I think I've turned on the TV in the hotel room and I watched Happy, Happy Gilmore was going. <laughs> and I just remember just like instantly just being like a big, the biggest smile came on my face. Like, and just, <laughs> I was like so relaxed. Pure relaxation. Yeah. That's like this is R&R at its finest <laughs> right now. And like just knowing that, hey, I'm. When I wake up tomorrow, I'm not going to be like hating life. Yeah, that's dude. I uh, it's funny you I, said that about your hangover last week. I also last week overindulged a little bit. Okay, and, and totally, too much sweet tea. Totally missed the gym on Saturday, and uh, dude, I slept till six p.m. It was like one of those hangovers. Whoa! And, but it was one of those like I had a moment. I was like, man, why did I do that? I could have just smoked a couple of joints and gone to the gym, done my normal yeah, day. Dude. Like, it was it was one of those like. I wouldn't say I was back. I wouldn't say I was back at like home, but it was one of those like home moments. It was like I kind of reverted reverted to this like yeah. stage. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you gotta have it, get it out of your system, right? Otherwise, you're gonna probably like not freak out, but like you gotta get it out of you every now and then, right? And that that's okay. Like it, indulging like that, I think is okay. Every, I agree. I agree. Like, it's fun every once in a while, but yeah. you hate your life at the same time. Yeah, but it's but like, it's fun. Like all right, nothing bad happened. We're all good. Yeah. You know, that morning sucked AF as AF or yeah, whatever you want to say, what the cool kids say. But, you know, you had a great time, right? It, it happened. You with your friends, like, you with your buddies. But then at the end of it, man, I was like, I should just stick to smoking weed. Exactly. I was like, oh, man, this is. Why do we, like, like why do we do this? Yeah, like, I was like, oh, why? Yeah, it's like, hey, it's that stupid, like, all those stupid memes. I'm never drinking again. And then, like, the next night, what time, what time was happy hour? I was like, uh, two weeks ago, I was at a conference networking with some industry people and when you go out with the industry people they slap down the american express card and everything's paid for you know so it's like i'm getting steak i'm getting johnny walker what's your highest price whiskey i'm getting that and like long yeah long story short is like hours into the night the bar closed he convinced the bartender to give us more shots like I had a wickedest hangover the next day. But I, the only reason wicked, I Wicked, like, baby. Yeah, Use the word wicked. Wicked, man. The only reason I, I heard like that in a while. Like, had that. Like, I, the only reason I drank that much was because I was like trying to network. And I was like, this I get is, it, man. I've been like, there. This is disgusting, though. I'm like, why am I like doing this to myself to like well, try to get a job? That's how you get in. That's like the social norm, it's right? Te- it's terrible that it is the social <laughs> norm, but it was like, oh, I can, I can hang, you know? But man, I had a train ride. It was a, about 22 hour train ride from you told me about from this. Vermont to to back to Blacksburg man oh my god I was dying the entire way and I don't know if you've ever traveled by train like that long distance it's not. it's cool if you're not hungover <laughs> <laughs> there's but, a lot of things that are cool if you're not man, hungover I was sitting there this ride in a car is cool if you don't if you're not Although, hungover it's better than a car because at least i didn't have to drive it that's point. a good I point i sat that's there and point. like kind of slept the entire way but it was so long like and i we could have done the drove driving like 12 hours 14 hours but that you know that's if you don't attract it was just i was it was one of those life moments where I'm like, I'm trying to better myself, but that was a terrible life decision. Like, why did I do that? Uh, I ended up smoking with the guy though too that night because uh, Vermont, or, it was Rhode Island, not not Vermont. It was uh, Rhode Island, but Vermont, Rhode Island's a legal state too. So 
when I got there, I like got off the train, immediately went to a dispo and like picked up a couple of like rolled joints and whatnot, just for my time there. Sure. And didn't expect to like smoke with any networking people, but this guy was a little younger and like we started talking and someone mentioned that I grew cannabis and he was like, you grow cannabis? And like one thing led to another, me and this dude from industry were just like showing each other pictures of our plants <laughs> and then we were smoking and drinking more and it was like, okay, I think he offered me a job. So like- Okay, it, it that's ended up, a win. Like, which was kind of funny because it was like, can you do this thing? And I was like, well, I don't have experience in that, but I can learn it. And he's like, that's the right answer. Hell yeah. He's like, of. that's what I want to hear. You don't need to be able to say yes to everything, but it, can you can you learn it? That's the question. And that's like a PhD thing or a grad school thing, I think, is like, I've been trained how to access information, how to retain it and how to like learn it and, and apply it in the real world. And I think that's a, a skill that a lot of people don't have. It's like someone like might be offered a job is like, can you do this thing? And if, if they reply, no, that's it. There is no, I can like learn it. They're just like, I, I can't do the thing. Yeah. That's the difference between greatness and success right there. It's like, I can't do it right now. Give me a month or two. I got you, you know, like, and that's, that was the reply to him. Like then there, like it was a job offer in Texas for like 90 K a year right out of the PhD, a pretty cushy job. I'm probably going to turn it down. It's not like, a, I don't want to live in Texas. It's no, not against anyone in Texas. It's just, that's not for me. Uh, but like the job wasn't for me either, but the offer was there. So like the networking worked and it's another resource to use. And like, as much as I hate it, the drinking paid off. So of there's, sometimes there's benefits to it. And sometimes there's there not is. like, if I was there still is. on that like sober track of life, like, that would not have been offered to me like that that job offer wouldn't, wouldn't have been offered like and that's kind of like a staggering thing which sucks that like alcohol is so associated with like getting in sometimes like it's not what you know to you, you know and how well you can learn things but that applies to every job and anyone that says that it doesn't apply is Stop. full of themselves you know hey hey no, i agree so it's like i don't know <laughs> It was awakening, but it was also one of those moments where I was like, man, I feel shitty about myself for what I just had to like do, but whatever, it's bettering myself, right? Nah. Well, I think it's a good way to take this podcast home right there, dude. I don't know. We've been talking for like a little over an hour and I can, I can only upload so much, <laughs> but uh difference between greatness and success. And so let's do the real quick, let's do a real quick, uh, I've been, I've been like asking some other guests when I do the podcast with me, like. I've been called like a new segment. You want to do it with me? Like uh, random questions with Chris. I'm which down. obviously I, we told we talked about this before. Random questions with Chris. Yeah, but which is just from this That's card. That's kind of hard to say, actually. Like random a questions little, with Chris. It's a little with tongue twister. Yeah. So anyway, um, we you don't want, want to say quiz. Like, <laughs> random questions. Yeah. With <laughs> but we don't have to go into a full deep combo with these. But just real quick, just for the audience, to kind of get you know know you a little bit better. Yeah, Maybe, sure. And me a little bit better too. I'm, I'm down. At the same time. Okay. Quick shuffle here. Pull them off top. We got the first one. What superhero would you most want to see naked? <laughs> naked. Well, that's a way to come out hot, baby. Yeah, that is. <laughs> I, I know my first answer. Yeah, that quickly? Yeah. What is it? Black Widow. Ooh. Uh, what's your name? Now I can't remember. Yeah, Actually, Natalie, Stephanie? Not, yeah. Steph no, 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 no. Stas uh, Johnson. So uh, Steph she's like one of the most paid actors oh my out gosh, there. Bro, how dumb are we? <laughs> why, why, uh, why can't I think of it? Uh, Stephanie, not Stephanie. Sarah, Sarah. It's, it's like an S and a J, right? 
Black. Scarlett Johansson. It wasn't SNJ. You were totally on it. Wow, that's an answer right there. That's probably it takes the cake right there. I got a, I got a second one too. Pull a second no, card because no, no, that's But no, um, I got a second one. I oh see man, who would might? Who was your second? Gal Gadot, 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 Wonder Woman. Oh, well now you've taken the two best choices. <laughs> now what do I? No, even pick? I got a third one. They're, they're hit me now. What's the third one? Scarlet Witch. Who, which I don't remember. Her. I don't. Can't, I can't tell you her name though. The new Scarlet Witch. No, I don't even know. I don't even know who I would pick. Honestly, I'm. I'm like. Well, first of all, you pick Scarlet. the two best. You think there's the two best though? I was I, hoping. I was hoping like you could. I think Black Widow was probably the best bet. Oh, but Scarlet like Johansson, bro. Want Wanda Maximoff. Maybe Catwoman, man. <gasps> like uh, Michelle Pfeiffer or oh, oh Halle Berry or no, that, that, I was oh. thinking Halle Berry at Who first. Who was the other one in uh, Dark Knight series? Oh, Anna, I mean, Anna, Anna Hathaway, Hathaway. Yeah, that's probably my number one. I, but I was first thinking um, Scarlett or not Scarlett Johansson. Um, Halle Berry was was oh. my my first choice. I forgot about the the Dark Knight Rising series. Oh, Halle Berry's A1. Yeah, that's honestly probably what I would pick. <laughs> I remember watching her uh, in Monsters. Was it Monsters Ball? I think so. She has a sex scene with... Uh, <laughs> who's the old guy? Uh, Dude, it's Billy Bob Thornton? It's been a while since I've seen that movie, yeah, man. I just like, I don't know how old that movie is. Like, I don't want to Google it, but... <laughs> but I just remember just watching it. It's like, hmm... It's like almost like a little, like a soft porn kind of thing. A little bit. And like yeah. I was pretty young too. And I was like, mm, yeah. I remember my mom got pissed that I, my dad showed me that. So. <laughs> well, it's one of those. So Scarlet and Halle Berry. Halle Berry. We'll, we'll just put her on the top. Yeah. Halle's man. She's a bad. And even in the latest John Wick, she was badass too. I don't know what she's been in her most recent film was, but she's always been A1 though. Oh, yeah. Top tier. Top tier. Top tier. Yeah. Any who's other superheroes? I can't even think. Who's well, Captain Marvel? Actually, when you say superhero, though, I mean like Halle Berry. Is she considered a villain? Ah, it's a fine line. Like, what do you <laughs> yeah, consider well, Batman? He's uh, more of a vigilante, but also a villain in certain. It depends on your lens, right? That's a loaded question. I concur now. <laughs> you know, well, now that you think about it, but well. Well, there's still a hero. Hmm. Well, is Batman like you just said? Is Batman a it, hero? It's a loaded question. Yeah, it depends uh, on your perspective, right? Okay. Well, we, all right. We need two though. Yeah. So Scarlett Johansson, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So here we go. Next one. What's the most trouble you've ever got yourself into? Gotten yourself into? Um, my drunken public was probably the I most agree. public or I, the most trouble. Now, I've had some really close calls when I was younger, like a lot of brushes of running away from cops. Okay. That probably weren't necessary. At one time, man, I was at like a resort with my one buddy, like in Florida. We're smoking and got caught. So for some reason, we decided to jump into like a golf cart. And I don't, I swear we didn't hotwire it or anything. It just like, it worked. There's no, (laughs) no key in it. It just turned on and worked and and he drove, my buddy drove and then the battery died on it. So like it stopped <laughs> moving and I took out running. So did he. 
and like he got grabbed and I ran into the like one building and I realized like oh, my buddy got grabbed. Like I either have this moment where I can turn around and like turn myself in or I can like try to get away. And I thought to myself like in that split second, I was like, I'm going to turn myself in because I think if I run away, it's going to make shit way worse. Turns out though. Well, first of all, he was the fastest security guard I've ever seen in my motherfucking life. Like lightning. the dude was running faster than the golf cart. <laughs> like literally had an arm on it. Like dude, and, and like I took out of there. And luckily, I was on the opposite side of the golf cart. That's how my buddy got grabbed. He was on the side the guy was on. Like the dude was like put way too much into being a security guard. Go him, probably CrossFitter. <laughs> yeah, dude, but like. Up? We, we, him and my buddy and I, because we were underage, they were like, were trying to threaten us with like, uh, you're, you could like get in real trouble for like Grand Theft Auto and stuff like that. And, but we were underage. So the hotel manager was like, okay, you're, you guys are checking out in like a day or two. You two are under hotel like restriction. We couldn't leave the room essentially me and him like for the last like two days there we couldn't leave the room so that was like another close call and a lot of running from making bad decisions okay so i've had my fair share of of they're just an outlaw but the most being caught was the uh the underage which wasn't even my fault i wasn't even driving you were underage and drunk in public no no no, i was just a drunk in public not underage it was it was not underage but it was drunk in public but it was it was like uh the driver got charged for a DUI, which obviously is bad. Shouldn't have been driving. Yada, yada, yada. Like, got it. Slap me on the wrist some more. Sure. I don't remember the decision. It was a terrible decision. But I woke up with, like, a flashlight in my, like, face. Like It was like, uh, yeah, I got caught. But, like, like uh, you know, it is what it is. No. Most well, trouble, for sure. Well, short answer, my drug in public, and that was in college. I wish mine was in college. That would look well. It was in college. <laughs> it was in college. Yeah. Okay, let's do one or two more, and we'll fair we'll, enough. We'll man. call it a night. What is a horrible catchphrase from back in the day? Back in the day, whippersnapper. Uh, it pissed me off if someone like if like someone I knew called me whippersnapper. I'd be like, like Why sport did-? or oh, <laughs> buddy. <laughs> Buddy, like I'm only like my best friends will I allow I me to call me buddy or pal. Sport is another Sport. good one. It's slick. like slick. What's up, slick? It's like such. I wouldn't say derogatory, but it's like looking down on me. It's like I don't. I don't know. If this is a catchphrase, but I've always been like. I guess it's not a catch catchphrase. Well, well, well like, when people say like I know, right? Like, yeah, I know. I guess. Yeah. Like I'm like I got it. Uh, like, I don't know. For some reason that just. Like, yeah, I know, right? Yeah, yeah, I know. Like back in the day, I'm only 26, so <laughs> yeah. So what? Uh, but a catchphrase. So is it like what? What did uh? What does Fonzie do? Like a a? Is that a catchphrase? Yeah, I mean, we associated it with him. Yeah. so it's a catchphrase. Yeah, that's, yeah, because like that's your signature yeah, move, so to like speak, right? Like the rock, like if you smell what the rock is cooking. Like I remember always hearing that when I was like, "Time little. to get the people's elbow." Yeah, <laughs> like stuff like that. But well, I mean, like I like the rock. But horrible, horrible catchphrase. That's the key word. There's horrible. Yeah, like, right? I don't like, think it's horrible. So I, I hate being called buddy, but I can't say anyone that like says that specifically. You know, what's a horrible catchphrase? I don't have one off the top of my head. Honestly, new card, new card. Yeah. Like, Catchphrase. We we said catchphrases we don't like. So okay. I think that covers it. Yeah, I concur. Or, 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 I concur. 
Oh, this is going. What's the first concert you ever saw? Lincoln Park. Same. No way. Yeah, bro. That's fucking wild. Greensboro, Coliseum. They oh, were like man. Story of the Year, Hoobastank, Lincoln Park, and fuck, who was four? There's four. Mine was in Tennessee. It was Coheed and Cambria and Lincoln <gasps> Park. I like Coheed. Yeah, man. yeah. It was. It was a good. It was my. So it was actually a good experience. It was like I was in sixth grade. I had just gotten in like a fight at school and I was suspended from school and and it wasn't my fault. Like a bully was picking on me and I fought back, but we reciprocity. We both got suspended. Like he got more in trouble, but I also got suspended for like, I threw my shoe at him actually. <laughs> okay. Like okay. Gangster. He like, he like pushed me down and I like took my shoe off and threw it. It was like a sixth grade thing. It was terrible. I like look back <laughs> on this. I'm so embarrassed, but like, uh, my mom was like, you, didn't do the wrong thing. You stood up for yourself, but like, you know, I'm not rewarding you, but I think that like you shouldn't have been punished. So she like took me to a Lincoln park concert. We went out, got dinner, went to the concert. And then like, uh, it was in, what's the fucking capital of Tennessee? Nashville. Nashville. It was in, it was in Nashville. And, uh, it's, I wouldn't say it's rare, but snow doesn't happen very often. I would like, agree. There. Like, we were in Clarksville, uh, so which is right on the border of Kentucky and Tennessee. And uh, so we went to the concert. It was like one of the best moments of my life. I remember like <laughs> I was like singing and like going so hard that one of the guys like behind me was like he like mentioned to my mom. He was like, man, your son is going like hard. And I was like, yeah, I'm a rocker, bro. Like 11 years old, you know, and uh it ended up being a snow day, like the next day kind of a thing. So it was just like, even if I had had school, it would have been canceled. And then nice. it ended up lasting until I was even like suspended and was over. So it like turned out to be like, I stood up for myself, got to go to my first concert, which was my favorite band. Okay, and then had like, had like off on school too. So it was like, it was just perfect. That would have been 2000 or 2003, I think for me. When I first saw him, Oof, mine I, I bet like, you I still have a ticket back there, too. Sixth grades, that's... Because I was in high school. Six, seven, was I, four. Mine was 11 or 12 years ago. So it would have been like... I, I thought 2011 would be like... 2011 or 2010 would be like when I went to see them. I remember who was saying story of the year, Lincoln Park, and there was one more who opened for him. Hawthorne. It wasn't Hawthorne Heights, but that sounds right. It that sounds kind of like something that would make sense, yeah. though. I mean, like I have to look it up now. Like R.A.B. to Chester Bennington, I had tickets to his last concert. Like it was with Green. Uh, it was either with Green Day or Blink One Eighty Two. It was Blink One Eighty Two. <gasps> it was Blink One Eighty Two and Lincoln Park were doing concerts, and I had tickets to like the Hershey venue in Pennsylvania, and then Chester Bennington unfortunately like committed suicide. So it was like really stuck but i i did have tickets to his last concert too so it was like my first concert was to see them and then i like had tickets to like what would have been like his last concert too so like it's a little a little bit of chills mm -hmm. little goosebumps. Yeah, it was it was it was a uh, blink's coming to charlotte in july fucking blink man i've never <laughs> seen it but we all talked about it because i've never seen it I was like what's up man let's go they were better Please. with the original band i guarantee it yeah Wait, are they back together? So, is, is, I Matt, did Matt have, Mark or Mark have cancer? Did he have cancer or something? Or, I think so, yeah. Something so like I, that. Is happened. he back? I don't know. That's I don't know. Well, I'm not going to Google it, but <laughs> I know he had cancer, so I don't know who's traveling, though. Yeah. 
They were better original, but they were back original I, for I a little like bit. I feel like Travis Parker's still there. Yeah. But Matt's the one, or but you say Mark. Mark is the one I'm not sure. Mark Hoppus, yeah. Who's the other guy now? I can't remember. Tra- Travis? No. Travis Parker. Said, the alien guy. Uh, he's always about aliens now. Yeah, no, you're talking about. Like, <sighs> I thought we met. Where something. are you? <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh, what's his name? <laughs> People are probably shouting right now. <laughs> All right, anyway, um, that's neither here nor there now. All right, uh, shot in a card, and we'll call it a night. Shot in a card, man. All right, here we go. Cheers. Thanks for being with us, man. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah. All right, last card, everyone. Uh, hope you enjoyed everything. Um, do you want to give out your information or anything? That's kind of, I really I, have information. That's usually what I ask people, but because I feel like that's the, the uh, email address. I, mean, I, would, I don't know if I'd do that. Yeah, it's, it's, but like some people are like, hey, I'll give out here's my Instagram. Here's my Twitter. I, if I had one, I would. I've got one picture on my Instagram. So it's uh, like, oh, but it's hot. It's pretty attractive. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Get, get All right. people going. So last shot in the card. Here we go. What's the best cookie? <laughs> oh, um, white chip macadamia nut. Hands white white chip? Yeah, white chip. Like so white chocolate chips. White. Like the white chocolate chips. Huh. Macadamia nut. Is the best. Macadamia nut. Yeah. Huh. But with white chocolate. With choc- white chocolate chips instead of like black chocolate or, or like that. chocolate chips. I've never heard of it. Oh, dude, they sell it at Subway. It's like I, it's I know my, macadamia nut. It's my it's my go-to cookie. That being said, though, I'm a sucker for those like uh, sugar cookies from like Walmart and like that, that are like with the basic ass icing. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the the ones you used to get in school and stuff. I'm a I'm a sucker for those. What about you? Uh, well, I like the macadamia, but I've never been a big cookie guy. Um, you know, like yeah, I I don't I don't I, I, <laughs> cookies are not using my thing. But yeah, you're, you're I do like macadamia nuts, I guess, but I've never like white chocolate chip macadamia. Yeah, nuts. yeah, like, white I, chocolate chip. That oh, sounds man, pretty good. Prob- people are probably yelling at me like it's not real uh, chocolate. I, I've used to but- been. I used to be like you know the regular chips ahoy, give me a chocolate chip, like cool. Oreos <laughs> are always good too, I guess. Is that even a? Is that, is that a cookie? What is a, what is an Oreo? Like a wafer, right? Yeah, like you're a wafer. <laughs> what is I mean, I get what is a cookie? I don't know. Some kind of dough. So it's gotta be made by dough? Dough doughy material. What is the definition of a cookie? What make what like what makes a cookie a what cookie? What makes a cookie a cookie? Cause all right, I would agree with that, because most cookies like chocolate chip and well besides like well i guess chips are always the same way they got to be made in some fashion by baked dough and, and, like dough baked. and then baked right and what, i think but i mean i don't requisites there. i don't know how oreos are made though it's probably some kind of dough and it's baked What's i do know uh, one of my family get togethers okay somebody would put a hersey kiss into like cookie dough oh the, like the christmas cookie yeah, like, yeah. That, those are pretty okay. good you get them a little warm where the hersey yeah, kiss yeah oh, those that, are pretty or, good or like peanut butter ones with yeah, the oh, okay. I, I fuck with that's that. my new number one i fuck with that. my white chocolate i do fuck with that. that so you found your cookie okay i found a cookie <laughs> all right is there any other good cards here just real quick what's a horrible catchphrase oh these are ones that i said um, if you could only eat one type of food for a month, what would it be? Pizza. Oh, impressive. Pizza, right off the bat. I like pizza. I eat chicken and broccoli and rice every single yeah. day of my life. I'll eat pizza for a month. Yeah, fuck eating healthy, man. There's so many different kinds of pizza, too. Like, you don't have to get just cheese. You can get pepperoni. You can get, like, chicken pizzas. You can get, like, white sauce pizzas. There's, you can do it healthy-ish. All right. Say it home, Jason. We, we've been talking too much here. Yeah, I've been. Thanks, man.
Cheers, man. All right. Good night, everybody. special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.